Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. This crop is really jumping to it with the moisture that we picked up in the areas of the water. One main thing I want to talk about in this Boots in the Field that has concerned and should be uh, uh, maybe at the top of a lot of minds and that is uh, spider mites. Uh, and we're talking of course mainly in the drier areas, um, but we're dealing with spider mites in, in a lot of the territory that we work with. Uh, past few days we're over in the Taswell County area and they're border spraying for spider mites over there trying to hold them at bay. Been down in the Springfield, New Berlin area uh, yesterday and it's beyond border spraying for a number of fields down there. The mites are uh, scattered out across the field itself. And I wanted to make sure I got a shout out to you guys. I know we kind of got the uh, holiday weekend coming up so we kind of forget about the crops and uh, think about... Uh, activities for the weekend but a lot of the soybeans that we uh, are walking in the last few days are what we call R2 so that full flower flowers all the way to the top of the plant they may be V6 they may be V10 but they're R2 depending on maturity and when we get to that R2 window now we're entering that a that age of the plant where stress from here on out is going to take away yield stress prior to this isn't a big deal so having spider mites in a field without flowers is one thing. Having a spider mite in some of these fields that are flowering heavy, we do not want the plant stressed. So scouting for spider mites from the pickup when you're at R2, by the time you visually see them stressing the bean, you've already given up yield. So that's one of the reasons why I want to make sure that you guys that are in the dry areas to the west of Hayworth and definitely to the south, south of uh, Springfield and cut across there, that you are uh, on the watch for these mites itself. Now these mites are going to be coming from road ditches first off and mowed lawns. It is time to quit mowing waterways and road ditches. In this situation you'd be better off to spray them at least before you mow them but it's time to quit mowing it because if you mow down the grass you take away their food supply and then these mites are going to migrate out into the field itself. Same way with post spraying, if we're out there post spraying fields with a lot of weed pressure, if the mites are out there on the grass or the weed pressure and you are taking it out with your post spray, uh, those mites are going to move from the weeds to the beans that you're in. So if you're, if you're fighting some heavy pressure out there and knocking it down, make sure the mites aren't present already and you shouldn't be cleaning them up at the same time that you're cleaning the weeds up out there in the field itself. Now we have spider mites every year, but mother nature keeps them in check. So between the predator insects that feed on them and um, out there to kind of keep them at bay. Uh, these predator insects don't do so good in the dry hot conditions and low humidity. And one of the major things that keeps uh, mites in check, of course, is a fungus. And when we lower the humidity like we've had here the last 10 days in that 45-55% range, it takes out the possibility of mother nature taking care of them. We can't get the predators to survive and we can't get this fungus to take them out. So once the population explodes, um, we have to have a return to ideal conditions to get it under control by mother nature. And that may take uh, two weeks. So it's not one rain that would fix the problem once the population explodes. It is a, a, is a series of events that come in to bring the humidity up, temperatures down, and bring the moisture uh, in it itself. So while these last two weeks have been excellent for corn growth, these are high ET days with low humidity, a lot of sunshine. We are just packing the starch in the program. 
Uh, they're also great for the spider mites. So under normal conditions, it takes about 19 days to complete the life cycle of a mite. But under the warm, low humidity stuff that we're working with now, it takes five to seven days. So we're speeding the process up of being able to produce the eggs and the young. And that's why populations uh, do explode out there. So I've been asked by some farmers, do the uh, spider mites like certain varieties of beans better than others? Do they like no-till better than others? That type of thing. Where would they be? Well, the spider mites really doesn't choose where it goes. It's not like a corn borer or any of the tasting insects. When the food supply becomes a concern for the spider mite, they just throw a web up in the air, a spider web up in the air, and let the wind blow them. So they go wherever the wind blows them. If it's blowing out of the south, they're going to be going that direction. Blowing out of the north, going to be going that direction. So they don't pick fields. They don't pick areas of fields. They're just at drift in the air, and when they land, then they start their population over again south. So border spraying is probably your first offensive. You may be able to hold them off uh, by spraying those edges and accidentally spraying some of those ditches. Um, you might be able to hold it off for two weeks and give you some time for a weather event change that would bring in some moisture and some of the natural protection itself. Now is the time to use your aerial images to decide just how big the infestations are for you guys in the dry area. Uh, your thermal images do an excellent job of picking up spider mite infestations creeping in or pockets out in the field. Now you guys with the drones, it's another excellent tool. Get them up over these fields and take a good look at them from the air. If there's many spider mites out past the border, you're going to see it. And it kind of gives you some assistance on whether border spraying is actually going to work for you or not. Now when you're out there looking at your infested borders and you go out past the borders trying to figure out do I have spider mites don't forget to look low on the plant first so look low on that soybean where the infestation would have took place and your new growth may not have them on yet so start at low at the plant looking at those trifoliates and work your way um, on up the plant as you're looking so don't just look at the top new growth leaves that haven't probably been infested yet it's going to take a good hand lens 20x plus to go out there and look at it or um, take your paper and do a shake test and watch for them to scurry around on that paper themselves. One thing about the shake test, you don't get an idea how many eggs are out there. With the hand lens, you can see the eggs as well as the spider mite. I'll have Zach post a picture of both of those on the web itself. Now, a lot of you guys are getting ready because the beans are at or approaching uh, the time to spray them with a fungicide. But remember, if we're spraying for a fungicide, we're wiping out all funguses, and this is one of the mechanisms that keeps this mite under control. So you are tipping the hat for the mite. So if you're in a dry area, you want to make sure you're checked close uh, for mites that are out there or if they're out there before you spray that fungicide. And if you're in seed beans or something that demands a, a spray for fungicide, you may want to throw an insecticide in with the fungicide to try to counterbalance this. But you need to make sure your insecticide kills mites. So some of the tamer insecticides out there don't do a very good job on the mites or the eggs. And they may be hard on the predators. So in essence, you're applying a fungicide and an insecticide. Both of them could work against you when managing the spider mite itself. So make sure you're working with your suppliers on labels and looking for... Uh, an insecticide that's going to help you out from a mite activity. So we're not dealing with an insect, we're dealing with a mite or a spider in this case. We'll need to stay 
on this for some time. Uh, so situation meaning that while these humidities are in this 45 to 55 degree range, one spraying isn't just going to fix it and we can walk away. So scenario where we may have to do multiple treatments until we can get this weather pattern uh, turned around. We also want to learn from the lessons, uh, you know, that we picked up or learned in the in the 88 spider mite wars that if you lower your pH in your spray water, it can really help when, with the half-life, lengthen the half-life of your product, especially your dimethylate. So situation of using something like an Indicate 5 to pull those water pHs down from a 6.9 to a mid-4. Yesterday in the dry area where we were in fields, we did see a considerable amount of spider mite already in cornfields. And usually we don't consider uh, spider mites down low in the cornfield to be an issue. Um, but it's another one when you're out there and you see the spider mites on the backside of those corn leaves. Again, if you're thinking about applying a corn fungicide, uh, you don't want to flare those mites. So you may want to add a miticide to your fungicide uh, when you're going in there to do the control. Now, we won't worry too much about mites to spray individually for mites until they start getting up in the ear zone. But as we've learned uh, in seasons past, that if we have spider mites that are moving up in that ear zone, we're going to have to treat them in corn too. Usually that's something we don't have to do, but it's something I want you to be aware of itself. Going to be a lot of pollination that's going to start here in the next 10 days. Uh, boy, I think the only concern I can see for pollination would be in the area of the dry, that we might run into some dry weather. But uh, I think and we're, we're setting this thing up to really kick it through the goalpost for pollination on this first go-around. I don't think there's going to be a lot of trouble. We don't see a lot of aphid activity, if any, and there's very little beetle activity itself uh, out there. So I think, uh, you know, I think we're going to have a pretty smooth sailing on this first round of pollination. But with that said, remember when that tassel comes out, the corn plant's waving at you and saying, hey, you need to come over here and take a look. Something pretty important is going to take uh, place here in the next 7 to 10 days. So let's don't miss something because we weren't out in those fields. This is going to be go time as far as from a pollination standpoint itself. On the disease front, boy, it's hard to find disease. Uh, northern leaf blight is almost non-existent. And we really got to hunt to find the gray leaf, depending on the areas that we're at. In these fields, uh, I don't think they're going to change anytime soon, meaning that to go from a clean field to an infested field that has a problem, it usually takes a couple weeks, you know, 10, 12 days anyway, of a weather change. So we would move into cooler, uh, higher humidities, that type of thing. We're talking about gray leaf, which is a warm, high humidity disease in northern, which we feared would be our problem this year is a cool, wet, uh, high humidity disease. Boy, you just don't see much disease in the corn or the beans. So in this dry area, I do not expect the same responses to a fungicide that we showed you last year in the meetings as far as how impressive that was. Now for you guys in the north, with plenty of moisture, a little bit cooler conditions, it might be a totally different story. Your field's disease may be um, what you're focusing on, why us in the south are fo focusing on the mites, that type of thing. So it's a situation where, uh, you know, now's the time to be making sure we're squaring up on the scouting. But I do see the disease pressure way off pace where I thought it would be, and the spider mites being a concern. Now for you guys with moisture, but we're still dealing with lower humidities, it's kind of a precursor. We're out uh, all day today in uh, Dewitt County, and we didn't find any mites today compared to what we found the last couple of days. 
but I also uh, come across some mites in Hayworth, uh, north of Hayworth, so in McLean County. So it, it's it's on the beginning of it. Um, for a lot of us, we just need to pay attention so we don't get caught by surprise and start seeing them from the pickup versus being scouting them out in the field itself. So with that, the crew here at CropTech would like to wish everybody a happy and safe 4th of July. Everybody have a good time, and we'll talk to you next week.